It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Jason here. Derek. More and more video. It seems like every week video surfaces of cops acting in a way that subjects them to criticism. Yeah. Not always wrong, Not certainly not always right, but subjects them to criticism. And here we have a crazy, crazy video as as bad as you see on the day-to-day videos. We've seen worse, right? Yes. George Floyd's way, way worse. But here we have a cop punching a woman directly in the face and basically knocking her cold. Yeah, it, it's a video out of New York, and this is uh, the New York police department was responding to uh, an area where they were trying to arrest a suspect, okay? And there's a attempted crowd murder of people, an the, attempted murder, a yes. very serious violent felony. Uh, they're going into a, a chaotic situation, obviously there are multiple people around and uh, you see this sort of unfold. You see a woman come into the frame approach the officer, he pushes her back because he's trying to apprehend the actual suspect. She comes again and hits him and he responds with a, with a punch that lays her out. I mean, it is a finishing blow, but I see this video as we're in a post George Floyd well, world, okay, well, so everything I, is very can sensitive. I, can I yes, stop go can on. I, stop I just want to lay a little more go ahead. of the detail of the background. So, so when the camera when when the camera turns on, when we first get the image. It's a it's a nutty scene where somebody is in handcuffs. There are a lot of citizens around this group of officers, and at least one person being arrested. Maybe it's more. Yeah, uh, it, it's chaotic, it's but it chaotic. looks like at least one person. Yeah. And there's a few police officers, and then you have the person holding the camera and a few other citizens sort of surrounding, kind of asking aloud, like, what's happening here? It's, yeah. it, it's, it's nuts. Yes. From, then you see a woman walk past the person holding the camera. So they're walking into view. You can only see their back, and she walks right up into the fracas, right? Yes. She wades into it. She and, wades and doesn't into look it. happy. I mean, she's it, agitated it, as well. It, yes. And, but you don't know what role she has. But she's clearly yelling at the officers, and she sort of then reaches in maybe to touch one of the suspects or to push the officer off. And as she does, she makes contact. He then, the officer turns around, pushes her, and then she hits him. You firmly. Said, firmly. More than her touch. I'll, yes. I'll agree. Oh, yes. for sure. For yes. sure. At this point, she's just sort of wading in with her hands. He pushes her away. She then reaches back. I think it's open-fisted and slaps him. It's not in the face. I don't think. It's, it's hard to tell. Upper body, face maybe, and it seems open, open-handed. And that's when he, and he's an enormous man. Sure. You know, he's Big a 220-pound dude or something, maybe more, yep. you know, reaches back and lays her out. Yeah, I think initially when you see a cop punch someone, I think there's a, a visceral discomfort with just the mode of hitting with a fist. Yes, because it and it's seems a woman like, as well. And it's a woman. Yes, yes, there's many layers to this. He is hitting a woman in the face, knocks her out pretty pretty viciously. Yes. And I think when people see officers ball up their fist uh, and not use restraints, but rather use physical force to to combat someone, there's just a reaction you have that this is not the way that officers who wear a uniform should behave just a, a, on its face. It's also, it, there's a proportionality point here, right? Yes. His, he was such a huge man and she was a tiny little thing, right? When she came up and his force was something she could never muster in a million years. And again, it laid her out cold. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 you know, 
more than was necessary to put her aside, although she was wading into a very... Now I want to get into the officer's shoes, in, yes. in other words. The officer is in a very chaotic situation. There are a lot of people around. There are a lot of people shouting at him, obviously unhappy or at least confused with the situation that's going down and who they're apprehending. It's it's unclear why they're confused. It but chaotic and potentially dangerous for the officers as well. Potentially dangerous. Was, although that's, there were a number of officers, but yes. And you hear this uh, sort of cited as, it sounds like an excuse, officer safety. Officers say this when they pull someone over on the road. This is why we pull them out of the car. Officer safety, officer safety. But they really believe this. They believe that there are fewer people fewer officers on site they're already the object of scorn and ridicule you know more commonly in the in the post george floyd world and he does he overreacts he punches this woman in the face but officers are sort of skittish at this point right and he's nervous in that situation because he has to apprehend this individual take them in and people are not happy about it and he feels outnumbered and and levels her he wasn't disciplined. So part of this story is the officer has not yet been disciplined for hitting the woman, even though this video has gone very viral. Three people were arrested, not including the murder suspect, or sorry, the attempted murder suspect, for basically disorderly conduct, spitting at the officers yes. and things of that nature. Yes. So it indicates that well, there were a lot of people. Some, well, that's something. There were people, not just a lot of people, but people who were going at the officers. And right. With more than did. just words. Right. right you know, right. you're not going to be arrested for calling them pigs. You're going right. to be arrested when you actually try to sort of do something physically uh, right. to interfere with their investigation. Right. So what do, what do you make of this? Uh, you know, people are outraged, obviously, that this officer hasn't been disciplined. I see it uh, as a situation where this woman was interfering with his his lawful duties, and I I, I know I yeah. sound like a sort of a you know cop loving guy, but I'm not. I'm no, just taking in each, each video it, as a it cop. is what it is. Look, uh, first let, let's break it down from a forensic and well, let's break it down from a legal point of view. Yeah. Police in this country and and probably everywhere are given a huge amount of deference for how much force they use. Yes. Right. Obviously, they're not treated by like a common citizen, nor should they be. Right. The 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 tri- trial of Derek Chauvin and the George Floyd killing. The burden of proof that was on the prosecutors to actually incarcerate him was incredibly high. It wasn't just, well, if he was a private citizen and use this kind of force, would he have died? It was, he's a police officer and his whole defense is, I have to do what's necessary to protect myself and protect the citizenry. Yes. And so, so there is latitude. There's, there's a discretion. huge amount of latitude and discretion. It is incredibly rare that police officers are, are ever really taken to task for the use of force. Um, maybe more and more they are, but it's, it's very, very rare. We have a situation here. It is certainly not George Floyd. To your to your point, in George Floyd, there was no real threat to the officer. The officers were totally in control of the situation and totally in control of the person that eventually died. And it was a pretty obvious excessive use of force yes. to hold him down for eight minutes under you know with the knee to the neck. That whole awful awful. The crowd scene. was not intervening. You remember, you see the officers standing there. The oh, crowd the is, were, is recording right. and they're upset, but they're right. not intervening with the. And, and, and although I think I I might disagree with your ultimate conclusion, I do agree that it is terrifying to be an officer in that situation, and you are on edge, and there are real and present threats to your safety at that moment. When the woman comes up. She she pushes and then she he pushes her back and then she open it looked to me open fisted him in the upper body I think that's what I see um, I, I just think that for an officer to react with that level of force when he is that large of a man you better be sure 
Yeah. You better be sure. You better know what the situation is. And it's fine for him to say, look, I panicked in the moment. And I might even buy that. And that's people, he's human and they panic in the moment. That doesn't seem to be what he's saying. They seem to be saying it was a proper use of force given the situation. And I just don't see it that way. He he could have used less force and he should have been more measured in the situation. Again, it's easy for me to say. I'm not the one who's there on the, on the street corner with a, a lot of people spitting at me. I got it. Yes. But that doesn't justify anything, everything, right? He couldn't have pulled out his gun and shot. You would agree with that. Absolutely. So, so at some point we have to say there is a measure of force that is too much did this not get there and and uh, so, so i think you raise good points there's also a measure of there are other officers present yes. so he's the officer who is you know his back is to her when she approaches him so and i just sure startles him, him when and i think it, it startled him yeah. you know you don't want anyone touching you while you're trying to apprehend what you believe to be a violent person who you're yes. trying to sort of take into custody the other officers have a duty and you saw this in george floyd which obviously was an overuse of force but other officers are there for crowd control they're there to make sure that that officer can do his job and apprehend that person Maybe they dropped the ball by not securing the perimeter around yeah. that guy and and cutting that woman off at the pass. And maybe she doesn't get hit. Maybe she gets restrained. Maybe she gets put off to the side. So maybe there's a lapse there that the officers, the inclination is to defend their actions, right? right. They're, they're sort of a union of people sure, who sure, say, sure, like, sure. don't question us. We do a very dangerous job. How dare you? Right. He did everything OK. And you're adding the nuance. And I think you can add that nuance. It's a very difficult situation. This is not George Floyd. Those situations are easier to, to describe, yes. easier to sort of come to a conclusion that that. That right. was wrong. This one is closer to me. It is. It, it is closer. I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think he should be criminally prosecuted. Certainly, uh, she I, wasn't killed. She, she was hurt. She she was hurt. Yeah. But you you also can, you know, keep comparing to George Floyd. But you also can see the very material distinction between the two situations. She was hurt. I'm sure she it seems like she's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and you know, but I do think that he acted somewhat inappropriately. I wouldn't be surprised if a little bit of discipline is thrown his way, some training to handle these situations better in the in the future. Um, yeah, the I response. Don't know what the, the problem with these types of situations is the response won't feel like enough. Whatever yeah. they do, the the level of discipline that they you know exact, someone's going to be upset with. If it's too heavy, the cops are going to yes. say, "How dare you? How are we supposed to do our job?" If it's a slap on the wrist, people are going to say, "You're letting the cops run wild in our city." So these are difficult yeah. just sort of judgment calls. And, and just a, the, there is a statement that the NYPD issued. That it's a similar statement. I think this is cut and pasted out of the handbook. Uh, quote: While police were affecting the arrest of multiple individuals on scene. Um, I'm sorry. While police were affecting the arrest, multiple individuals on scene interfered by physically assaulting numerous officers. One officer sustained a minor injury to the head. Very matter of fact. She did physically assault him. She put her she hands She did, on but the, when officers use terms like physically assault and then you see a video where she's wandering into frame, that's why people don't like how cops all sort of like toe the line. Right. You know, you right. could have described this as this is an unfortunate... There's another statement the cops could put out that this is an unfortunate situation. It's, you know, but you can't, yeah, you can't uh, interfere. If you give that inch... There will be miles taken on the yeah. other side. Yeah. So they tow the line. So anyway, that is a that it, it's usually the video you got to check out on our website. I want to shift gears uh, from violent cop interactions to to Berkeley. This is a story that fascinated you. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah. So uh, the mask mandates have basically coming on for COVID, but Berkeley, not to be denied, uh, is instituting a new mask mandate uh, for the flu. They are saying that every, because the flu is running rampant, it always does this time of year, and it's I think it's particularly bad this year. I read a lot about this, actually. Because nobody was getting the flu over the last two years, we were all masked, we were staying inside, we were social distancing, There were the number of the cases of the flu was way down. Of yes. course, our natural immunities to the flu have not been built up. People are also getting COVID vaccination shots. They don't 
want to also get a flu vaccination shot, although scientifically both are perfectly safe to get at the same time, but yeah. people are scared. They haven't been getting the flu vaccine. We've been in our really bubble, so, so right. our immunity is down. So there is a, uh, already happening a, a bit of a flu, uh, a, a bit of an increase in the flu, and there is a real fa- fear in the public health community that this fall is going to be bananas with the flu. Berkeley, not to be undone, is getting in front of this and saying, Civil liberties be damned. Personal liberties be damned. We want every single student to wear a mask, not to prevent it against COVID, because we no longer we realize no longer a risk, but to get prevent against the flu. Now we have to give people the context of why this is such a uh, hot button issue and why this story really resonates. You have to explain Berkeley. Berkeley, uh, uh, you know, is, <laughs> a, uni- is, is, a, yeah. is a UC. It's a University of California. It's a One of the very university. best schools in the country. But it has a reputation. Yes. Berkeley has, in the in the 60s, it was the site of many, many anti-war protests. It's always been anti-establishment and very far to the left. Yes. Um, and so when Berkeley decides uh, that we want to have people wear masks under more scenarios as the rest of the world is sort of opening up and, you know, uh, lessening the mask mandates, it feels like the end of the world to the people who are in, you know, red states and so forth. This Berkeley is the reason we're like, look, look at how they're taking your liberties yes. over nothing, over the flu. Yes. It makes for quick headlines. There's no doubt that having a mass mandate for the flu will improve the numbers of of uh, reduce the number of people, reduce the number the of people getting the flu. There's there's no doubt to that to that science. Um, what they're sacrificing, Berkeley is saying, is not much. They're, yeah. they're, Berkeley is always going to come out on this side of the issue, and I think they overplayed their hand personally. Well, well, just, just to be clear, I, yeah. I, I slightly misstated it earlier. It's mass required during the flu season for anybody not vaccinated. So you're going to have to prove your vaccination status in yes. order to to not wear a mask. Um, yeah, they overplayed their hand. I mean, they look, overplayed a little bit because it, because where does it end, right? Where yeah. if it's for the flu today, the the flu is a terrible disease. It actually, kills more people than any other Awful. Uh, virus. I think it is right. But it, this is a college campus. The flu doesn't kill many twenty year olds. It does it not kill doesn't. many twenty year olds. And even if it does, people are willing to take that risk. The idea of this public university coming along and saying we're going to mandate it for everybody because once you go, it, it, once this happens, there's there's something every year. It's the flu comes every year. Is this our forever? situation yes and this was the anxiety that people had about yes. mask mandates so yes. so it sort of plays into the hand of people saying if they make us wear it for coronavirus we're gonna have to wear it for the flu oh, well here we go yeah, this is exactly. what they're talking about and when you sort of fulfill the expectations of the conspiracy minded people yes you create a real problem and i, I don't think I, it's worth it yeah. to lessen the number of flu cases in this way right that's it, my thought now we should say that the mask mandate during covid saved Literally, in this country alone, millions of people's lives. Without question. And worldwide... Tens of I say without question, although I'm sure many people would question. But, but, <laughs> but people who question but it what, can question everything they sure. want. Between the, the the COVID precautions, social distancing, and staying at home, millions of people's lives were saved. So we're not undermining that at all. But how far does it go? Yeah, and, and we're not trying to minimize the flu. There are I risks. Mean, you know, there's we ri- live with risks. The flu is miserable. Yeah. you know, and there are older professors. There are people to protect even at universities. So yes. I'm not trying to be flip about college campus being the, the the unnecessary place. But you do have to balance these things. And it yes. seems as though Berkeley is unwilling to give any any quarter yes. to the other side of the argument, saying, "Look, it's the flu, and we don't want we don't have fewer cases. You don't want fewer yeah. cases of the flu. Do, do you really want somebody to die? Yeah, you if want one person die? dies, isn't that one person too many? You know, right. all that kind and of that's no way nonsense. to to have, anyway. have dialogue." Right. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. 
Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right, so I want to end with uh, the the go ongoing yeah farewell tour uh, or farewell tournament of Serena Williams, which is you know becoming a, a, an event, right? The U.S. Open is always it's a major, so it has its it has its viewers, but this one feels very special. Even I go home and watch tennis, and I'm not a big tennis viewer, uh, but Serena Williams is on her sort of. Uh, Last run uh, during the U.S. She's Open. She's retiring after the U.S. Open. Yes. 40 years old. For, she wins last night uh, in a in an upset. I mean, she has Number not played many tournaments. She beat the two seed. Two seed. Serena Williams. It, Huge. It, it's, on the on the grand scale of things, uh, at the pro highest level of pro, she's not a great tennis player anymore, yes. right? She's not ranked very highly. She hasn't beaten a ranked opponent in a in a while. She just look. She's older and she doesn't care as much. It happens to us all, right? Good for her. She's the goat. But she last night beat uh, Anit uh, Kontovit, yes. common spelling, um, and, and she won 7-6, 2-6, And it looked for all the world, because she wins the first set 7-6, very close set, she pulled she it off. She was serving really well, and it was, Next set, fluky. she loses two games to six. She gets blown out of the building yep. in set two. She was just... You know, refueling. Yes, she wins I, a lot. Of third set, six two. I have a, I have a take on this. Yes. So what's going on? The crowd is packed with celebrities. Yes. I mean, it always the U.S. Open has has its celebrities every year. But you had Tiger Woods out there. Yeah. You had Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, Spike Lee, Zendaya, Jared Leto, uh, LeBron James. You've seen Dr. Ruth, Bill Clinton. They are all unanimously yeah. uh, uh, behind Serena Williams. Yes, I think this adds an element that I, I don't want to say unfair, but it is harder for her opponents to compete in that atmosphere. And even on this uh, during the post game press conference, what was her name again? Anit Kudovit. Anit Kudovit mentioned this. She says, "Look, Anit. I knew I was aware that this was going to be the the crowd was going to be behind her, but this felt different. It was hard on me. I think Serena is able to play beyond her abilities at this point because the crowd is so." behind her and distracting her opponents. So I, I don't want to say that she won't deserve to win the U.S. Open. If she wins it, she wins it. I think everyone is trying to win. But she does have a distinct advantage in that the crowd is lustily booing every double fault, they, doing things be, <laughs> of, of her opponents, doing things that are... Probably affects the umpires as well. And, and they're usually not part of the decorum of tennis. Tennis has a, a quality that is a little bit like golf. There's a quietness usually for certain moments. Yeah. It's it's not baseball. It's not football. It's not basketball with rowdy crowd the entire yeah. time. And I think it's really impacting the outcomes here. Not in an unfair way, but do you see that? Oh, I see it. I, I think she she went up against a relatively... and I, God, I don't mean to insult her, but sort of a weak-minded opponent based on what I heard. Somebody who was easily impacted by the crowd. There there are killers out there, yes. right? Serena Williams was one of them. And yes. probably still is in this way. Mental killers that the crowd can get out of my way and I'm going to destroy this person. Yes. And that's not the opponent she had. There are four or five women on the women's draw that Serena Williams still has to get through because she's only through round two and there are four preliminary rounds. You have to win seven matches to win. 
there are killers out there. Yes. Who are, at this stage in their career, better tennis players than Serena. And the crowd noise, if anything, going to be Kobe Bryant to them. It's going to fuel them. That hatred, that vitriol is going to fuel them. And they are, they are ice-cold, stone-blooded killers. And they're, they're going to— Do you believe that all of these players out there uh, want to be the ones to take down Serena yes. in her final tournament? Yes. Or is there an element that they're all like— she should have this magical what, run because I'm 22 what, and I'll have plenty of tournaments, but Kobe, let Serena would, have this moment. What would Kobe have done in that situation? Oh, cut your throat. Cut your throat. Cut your throat. And there, there are women out there who, who are like that. She just, Serena, good for Serena. She beat an incredibly skilled tennis player yesterday. Oh, no absolutely. question about it. But she beat a tennis player who was ripe to be beaten with that sort of atmosphere. She's yes. not going to have that along the way. So, so there's a long road. What do you? What, what is your What is your prediction? I, I keep putting it right at the, uh, the, the semis. J- Jimmy Connors in 91 when he was, he was long, long, past his prime and he had this epic run at the US Open the crowd was behind him just mm-hmm. like it is right now Jimmy Connors was to, to that era what Serena Williams is to this and he got to the semis in an incredible I remember the quarterfinal match was unbelievable but he got to the semis against Jim Courier who was just better better he just better, better, younger and better yeah, at that point in his career. Wasn't going to let the crowd the crowd upset him. So you think she will not walk away with a victory? She I won't don't. end her career on a victory. I don't. I would guess you know what? She could lose any match. Yeah, uh, she's 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 just outmatched out there sometimes. But now. it's must see TV. It's you would agree oh, that, that every a, every game of hers at this point is is just special. Feels it, special to watch. Last thing to end on this, uh, to end the whole thing on, it, for her sport, the greatest ever. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky is the only person who comes close. I think. Yeah, I think she is in that Wayne type of category. She's yeah. not. There's not much of an argument the, now. Over time, maybe someone the, will oh, sure. amass that the, many. But the but. daylight between the best ever and the second best ever for her, you know, if it's Martina or um, I forget, who holds the record, uh, Margaret Court. Margaret Court is a very uh, big one. Is the biggest That's one. Whose, whose record she broke? She doesn't have a record. Serena's not beaten it. Oh, hasn't bested right. Court. So okay. Margaret okay. Court so has like problem. twenty. Well, it's uh, Margaret Court didn't era play tennis. in the Open era. Yeah. She had to play against much fewer and lesser competition whatever but I'm sure Serena wanted that record and didn't get it yeah. unless she would this uh, if she ends it. on this and then she would tie I Margaret believe Court, she would tie yeah. it'd be incredible yeah. anyway we'll see alright bye guys take care